When it's time to give a truly special gift to that special someone in your life, why not turn to a jeweler you can trust? Solomon Brothers Jewelers is a family-owned business that's earned Atlanta's trust for decades with high quality, low prices, and the largest selection. Solomon Brothers has thousands of wedding bands, engagement rings, and loose diamonds in stock. Shop Solomon Brothers online at SolomonBrothers.com, SolomonBrothers.com, or stop by stores with locations in Buckhead or Alpharetta and experience the best. On another episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, we are continuing our coverage of Chasing Aaron. I mean, Attack on Titan. <laughs> That's right. We are finishing part two of season four. That's episodes 76 through 85, right after these ads we have no control over. You're invited to take a vacation from everybody else's vacation to a place where you can explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and see a 65-foot waterfall that once powered an old mill that you can walk through today. Or just float along the cool, rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. See the places and plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi. Wanderers welcome. Sing along if you know the words. One, two, three, it's time for animation, deliberation, a conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, where we take action animation seriously, but not too seriously. I'm your host, Suhara Lee, and my co-host is with me, Jay Scotty Sinclair. How are you, buddy? Doing well, doing well. Happy to be here. How are you? Not too bad. I'm feeling the rumbling and uh, ready to take on the weekend. Okay, so right off the bat, it's difficult to know where to begin with everything that happened, but you mentioned the rumbling, and we talked about it last episode, and I just sang our theme song, so on the subjects of theme song, I gotta (laughs) say, I love this new theme song. I rarely skip it, and when I do skip it, I make sure to cue it right before that part where we get the scream, where Aaron throws his head back and his hair comes down, uh, because it just gives... It gives me goosebumps every time. Yeah, it's so good. I catch myself singing it all the time. If I lose it all, lose if I lose it all, it all. Yeah, it's badass. It's great. Uh, so I didn't overhype it. No, you didn't. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, I I've been listening to the song for a while. So here, like watching it with the actual like opening animation and stuff, just like made it so much better. And I mean, mm-hmm. as soon as you hopped on, like you heard me listen to it on my speaker. Like I, it's always stuck in my head. It's a fantastic <laughs> song. It is. It's great. Yeah. Um, Scoots. Yo. So I talked to my buddy about this because he was like, "Dude, after I was like, as soon as you're caught up, like, make sure you let me know. Make sure you let me know." He's been he's been excited for this day for some time. Sure. So I text him. I was like, "I'm done. I'm caught up." <laughs> what do you think? My thoughts at this point: Season one of Attack on Titan was a ten out of ten for me in the Mm. span of this show since then this show has had moments that have been a nine okay so in comparison to season one nothing has topped it hmm okay i can i can agree with that i i think the show definitely hit a pinnacle in season one just in terms of like delivering us this world that we'd never seen before and really 
capitalizing on the mystery and investing you in the story. Uh, but I'd say somewhere around season three, probably when Aaron started to relive his father's memories, that's where I was kind of at the same level of hype as I was for season one, if that makes sense. I think the back half of season three overall got me to that because okay. there was a mission, there was action, there was like determination, there was sure. stakes. And the Titans were such a threat. Sure. But now it's more people against people, and I think that's where you lose a little of the intrigue in the show. It's still a great mm-hmm. show, don't get me wrong. It's just that with that bar and four years between <laughs> like every set of seasons, like the anticipation was so high that like I don't feel like it's actually met it yet. Again, mm-hmm. there's great moments. The fight sequences have been amazing, but it's like No doubt. I feel like we've had more character development with Gobby in a season than we have the heroes mm. that we started off with. That is that's a totally totally fair criticism, I would say. We really Yeah, season 4 has just been on fire in terms of yeah, just giving us a brand new set of characters and endearing us to them very quickly. Uh you mentioned Gobby, but I also think about Niccolo, uh the I can't remember his rank. I want to say General Magath mm-hmm. from the Marlian army. Mhm. Yeah. I, I think those are, are fair criticisms, but it's as exciting as it is to be caught up with the show and, and next week we'll be able to, you know, react to episodes right after they air and whatnot. It is a little bittersweet because I kind of feel like ever since I got caught up, I've had kind of a Titan sized hole <laughs> in my, in my viewing experience here. I'm trying to find other shows to kind of fill that, that void, uh, which it's not animation, but I will say it's on Hulu. I've been watching um, Dave from FX, and that show is Oh my god, hysterical. you just started it? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Dude, that is one that I want, like, the, the week that it came out. Like, I oh, watched okay. it week okay. by week, and it is hysterical. Season one is just, like, some of the best television I've ever seen. Like For sure. For sure. Oh man, I can't. I can't even get into that right now. It's just like when the comedy <laughs> hits, it hits. When the story hits, it hits. Like that show is just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. It's got uh, some Dave stellar writing. Check it out. Yes, <laughs> yes. Little dicky. <laughs> um, you mentioned so we have two episodes left, and it leads me mm. to an interesting article that I found. I don't. I've, I've never heard of this source before, so I don't know how you know viable it is, but it seems legit. So the DualShockers reports that not only are there two episodes left, but the last episode is supposed to cover up until the end of part two is supposed to cover up until chapter 130 of the manga series. Hmm, Interestingly, the manga series has a total of 139 chapters. So after episode 87, MAPPA will have nine more chapters to animate. So there's a slight chance that we'll get a part three in the final season. Either that or the animation studio will conclude the story through a movie. What are your thoughts on that? Who that is brand new news to me. So I'm formulating my thoughts on the fly here right now. Um, this article came out two minutes before like you hopped on. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to think if I'm familiar with that entity dual shockers. It kind of reminds me of like, maybe a video game outlet or something like that. But um, I could totally understand and see them going the the film route, especially 
um, with the success that a lot of anime films have had in theaters over over the last couple of years here in the states. Like mm-hmm. we covered, you know, uh, My Hero Academia, World's Hero Heroes Mission, as well as uh, the Mugen Train arc from Demon Slayer that was uh, adapted for, or I, it was a movie before it was adapted for the the television season. So, um, and now Juju yeah. Kaisen's coming out this year, which uh, oh, okay. has a okay. lot of anticipation behind it. That might be the next anime I start just so I can watch the movie. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, as disappointing as it would have to be to to wait a little bit longer to get the conclusion of the story, if they can pour that kind of budget into it, I it you I, you got my money. My ticket's already basically bought, so. Um, I guess those are my on-the-fly thoughts regarding that news. <laughs> I would like that, unless it's like nine chapters of like conclusion, then I don't really see what you get a movie out of that. But mm-hmm. if there is like a final showdown that needs to take place, mm-hmm. yeah, I think a movie would be phenomenal for that. Yeah, that's weird. I'm I'm torn because like there's. There's two episodes left, and where they are in the story doesn't seem like they can finish it up in 40 minutes, you know? Do you think there'll be extended episodes? Is that a possibility? Because I, I kind of agree with you. I, at this point in time, we've kind of talked about who the ultimate antagonist would be, and sometimes it seemed like it would be Marley. Other times it seemed like it might be Zeke. Um, but at this point, at this point in time, it kind of seems like it's Aaron. It is Aaron. Yeah, which is wild. Like the Marleans and the the Paradians have had to team up to fight him. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they came to, uh, I guess they came to a rough understanding over Hanji. Hanji, why do I always do Hanji's stew there? Um, You know, which I noticed in the little title cards that they throw in from time to time. They mentioned how it was full of potatoes, so it was extra, extra filling. But had they put a lot of emphasis on like cutting the potatoes on that too. I was like, man, Sasha would have loved that. You probably would have had enough supply, but Sasha would have loved it. Aw, poor Sasha. Yeah, that was uh, that was a great scene, and I loved how after you know all was said and done, Levi just has to pop his head up and be like. Too damn noisy. Whatever he said. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was pretty gruesome of um the scene that we got of Hanji stitching up his face and oh, yeah. bandaging him up and I was like I mean, I imagine worse, so I'm I'm glad that's all it is, but the poor guy. At least he's alive. At least he's, he's alive. like I'm still ready to fight. Like what do you mean run off and sleep in the forest? Like, no. Get me on the oh. cart. Let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, you, you actually heard me doing all that self-talk. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, eavesdropping from comatose people. Mm. Mm. What was the other instance? Annie. Oh, Annie. Annie, that's right. Yeah, that, that was a... <laughs> she's like, you guys haven't shut up for four years. You can listen to me in this one story. <laughs> it's like, at least you <laughs> kept me in the loop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and she ditched Hitch. Ditched Hitch. That's a nice little <laughs> unexpected rhyme. But and then Hitch's biggest concern is how I'm gonna how am I gonna finish this pie by myself? It's like there's Aww. so much more going on right now. <laughs> oh my god, that moment of Connie like realizing that Annie's out. It's not even like oh my god, Annie. There's like <laughs> look at her stuffing her face with the pie. Like they both thought it was comical. I was like, what? This is great. But yeah, Annie cannot be blamed at all for stuffing her face because. I was stricken by how like visibly 
weak and sickly she kind of looked, which makes sense. She's been in that cocoon for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, that was something I actually didn't pick up on until that point. And I can't remember. Did they say it explicitly that Aaron got rid of the, the hardening from all Titans? Or was that just something that we kind of learned after the fact? Correct. So Aaron got rid of the hardening, which released all the Colossal Titans. And that's when Armin that's had was. the okay. realization of like, oh, my God, if the hardening's gone. And then it cuts to the scene of Annie on the floor with all the, I guess, the melted diamond. Right. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. The lead up to that whole situation where Aaron and Zeke found themselves at the coordinate, when Aaron got beheaded by oh that, my God. that artillery shell, I was like, what the beep? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, Gobby's got aim. She's yeah, like she hit him like right on the chin to make it spin off, and Zeke caught it like right before like his brain stopped. I was like, whoa! Yeah, yeah. I, I, that was I, I man. Okay, maybe that was a ten moment for me. Oh, for sure, for sure. Because yeah. I was, I was flipping out. That was one of the ones where I was like, I'll go to bed after this episode. And I was like, I'm not going to bed till the show's over. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I don't blame you at all. And and that just led to so many revelations in terms of like finding out how Grisha had this knowledge of the future and that Aaron was actually visiting him and he was waiting for that exact moment for Zeke to bring him to the coordinates so that he could do that. And then, you know, like Grisha's kind of beside himself about what Aaron's ultimate goal is because the attack Titan can see into the future um, as well as just the story behind the founding Titan, Emir. She was basically a slave to this barbaric king. And I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. They like fed her to this gnarled tree, which she f- fell to the bottom of and landed in this like primordial lake mm-hmm. where there was a very psychedelic creature who I guess is in, in the legends. They said that she struck a deal with like the demon of all earth. I guess this yeah. is our iteration of that, which is, much more pretty than how they depicted it on the tapestries and whatnot. Yeah, because it's, you know, the propaganda aspect of it. You're writing it to match the history that you want people to believe. For sure, for sure. So while it is just a part of nature in this world, and this girl happened to reach somewhere, like... That's just how nature is. But it's like, mm. no, we need people to look against the Eldians mm. because they're devils. So we need to depict them as devils. Well, yeah, and it, it kind of gave us some clarity on the, the history of Eldia. And it was like both things that we heard were kind of true. Ymir did use like the, town, the Titan's size and power to like basically build society and build bridges and provide this infrastructure for the future. But at the same time, the Titans were a demolishing force for all their enemies. So it was, it's again, the show mirrors the real world. Often there are three sides to the truth, your story, their story, and what actually happened. I thank God there aren't actual Titans in the real world, but Emir <laughs> is the founding Titan looked badass. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. That was insane looking. Yeah. And you'll have to remind me of the character's name from Avatar, but she kind of reminded me of the Earthbender that was Toph. That was, yes, Toph. Yeah, 
just her hairstyle and kind of having her eyes hidden and whatnot just reminded me a bit of her okay that was actually really cool in the flashback about like how because it was a flashback like everybody's eyes were just gone Mm, mm. yeah i I like that design choice it looked cool yeah yeah it was definitely an, an interesting and striking visual choice there um but it also makes me think about when she took the spear for king fritz and he was like oh you're gonna come back from this i know you will and then she didn't and he's just like okay eat her <laughs> wow and we That's find out how, where the walls were named after mm, right 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 exactly yeah that was a quick like i like how the show connects these things together like all the the, the subtle things that they put in season one they're just like I, they've been building to this all along mm. Mm. and that is definitely a fascination with the show but this will definitely need a few more watches to catch up with everything. Oh, definitely. So with the history of Marley and Eldians and stuff like that, you mm-hmm. know how I was confused about the the Oriental clan last time? I was like, at what right. point did they communicate? So right. on Attack on Titans Wiki, like you can look at a timeline, like from like the beginning of this world, like working its way down. And it was actually talking about how when King Fritz and what was the other family's name? The one that Aaron killed at the beginning. Oh, the Tiber family, Willie Tiber and his family. Yes. So that was when Fritz left Tiber stayed. Mm. And at that point they were reaching out for allies. And that's when they met with like the Asians and the people of the East. That's what I said on the timeline. Not, you know, yeah, but you get I can't even think of the word right now. Cultural appropriating. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, that's You're good. what I read off of the thing. So that's where allies and stuff and stuff happened. So people knew that they were there. And once they put the walls up for protection, because there was basically a civil war between Marleyans, and that's how they they took advantage of that, took the Titans, put them in the little internment camps, Right. And then King Fritz wiped everyone's memories. And because Ackermans and the Easterners weren't Eldians, they weren't susceptible to the mind wiping. So they were like, you will be royalty within this. Like you will be you will be like hi-fi people if you keep my secret. And it's the Ackermans mm. and a couple other clans who defied the king, which is why they were in the hunted and yeah. They, yeah, they were hunted in the basements and the undergrounds and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, right. that I seeing it like that, it made so much more sense. Yeah, yeah. And then it, it did uh, bring some threads to a close in terms of like we knew that Eldia or the island of Paradis had, you know, some resources that were very valuable. But then we got, you know, the clarification of I can't was it called ice burst gas or something like that? I don't even remember. <laughs> okay, but it's it's basically what allows them to use that ODM gear, and it it very much seems like if it wasn't explicitly said, it's implied that um, the I can't remember the name of the clan. The apparently the chick's name is Azuma Bito. Okay, so the clan that Azuma Bito is the head of, um, it it becomes very apparent that they're using this gas to have these flying airships and whatnot, which uh, was an integral part of the final episode that we we left off on. It's like, how do we take this flying ship without killing anybody, without alerting them to our presence? And they had a pretty good 
plan in place, but it completely black backfires. Because you needed the engineers to operate it, right? Correct, correct. They said uh, on your Capone, I believe the gentleman's name is, he was supposed mm-hmm. to receive training on how to how to operate it, but he had not yeah. quite done that yet. So, man, it was that was kind of a heartbreaking scene with the when the explosives were all around it, and Connie oh. and Armin had to like approach their friends and kill them. Like, ah, well, there was that one guy. Daz or Daze, who was like all the way back from season one, and he was the guy that was like begging for them to let him kill himself. And it's like, of all the people to make it this far, how did that coward get to this point? So, I mean, as heartbreaking as it was, it was a little satisfying as well. <laughs> and when Armin got shot, like through the mouth, I was very, very concerned and a little surprised that he didn't have to go full on Colossal Titan to heal himself from that. I think he was taking the slow heal because if you went Titan, he would have destroyed the whole port. Right, which is I just kind of thought that was the way it was going to go. It was like, uh oh, yeah. Armin almost died, so our plan gets like blown up basically. But I mean, it's um, been four years. I guess he's had some pretty good training and control. Yeah, I mean, if Aaron can be beheaded and last long enough to <laughs> land in Zeke's hand, I guess Armin can take a shot to the back of the throat and yeah, make it work. <laughs> I was about to say, uh. Tanjiro is probably sitting there with the hole in his chin from the sickle thinking, man, oh, I wish yeah, I could yeah, heal. Yeah. Right, <laughs> We've watched right. too many cool characters get holes in their faces this year, and it's only March. <laughs> yeah, that's going to take some deep concentration breathing. Oh, yes. Yeah. That whole sequence uh, is cool. I like watching Mikasa just come in and mess people up. Mm, definitely. She comes flying through the window. And- most of those most of those guys didn't stand a chance. I do like the dialogue between the the Marleans and the Eldians that kind of like led up to that. Like they disclosed what happened to Marco because everyone didn't know about that yet. Oh right, right. Uh, and then... So that was like pretty heartbreaking for them. And then it was like you started this, you started this, and even the general was like, "We need to stop this." Like he was pretty. He was the one the night before who was just being a douche about. Mm. Uh, like you guys are the devils and this and that and him and John went at it and Hanji's just trying to enjoy the stew right and then just like the day after it's like asking well they weren't even asking but like the scouts were talking about killing their own dudes and it was like you shouldn't even be a part of this plan and like what are we doing why are you even having this conversation and I I really did enjoy that that morning campfire dialogue yeah yeah and and you brought up you know Rhina and Annie basically having to come clean about what di- went down with Marco, which leads to Jean just basically beating down on Rhina, and Rhina just takes it, but then he kicks Gabby when she tries to come to the rescue. And I really appreciated that the next morning he apologizes to Gabby for kicking her, but he <laughs> tells Reiner, I'm not apologizing to you. And he's just like, Yeah, that's <laughs> I was cool. laughing so we're, hard. We're good. <laughs> it was just on the horse card. It was like, I hope I didn't hit you too hard. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Reiner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do miss that, just the chemistry of everybody and having everyone together mm. and it feeling very much like they just came out of the academy. Like that dynamic is very nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely definitely and it, it's great to have connie back in the fold too because he did have that little you know two episode maybe three episode arc where he ran off with falco 
mm-hmm. which I mean, we haven't even covered that yet. Falco is the new jaw Titan. We haven't yeah. seen him take that form yet, but I'm excited to finally see him do it. But it came at, you know, Porco Galliard's sacrifice. And uh, I will say, uh, I, I, so these episodes that we've watched in preparation for this episode, I finally have had to start listening to the sub rather than the dub. And uh, same. Yeah. They're, they're great voice performances, but I did find myself kind of missing Galliard in particular because that voice actor, um, Kellen Goff is his name. He voiced a character on another uh, anime that we've, we talk about regularly. And that was my hero academia. He voiced overhaul and he just has this like great, gravelly resonance that I just I really like and I'm I'm looking forward to rewatching that episode when he you know gets his final words to Reiner like at least we know that I was always better than you I actually haven't watched that season in English yet oh okay interesting okay yeah that's when I started watching the the uh the sub because I was trying to keep up Mm, okay okay oh that's really cool yeah yeah um I do enjoy like the intensity of the voices mm-hmm. just because i think when you don't understand the language you pay attention to tone more sure and it, it comes back to i i will die on this hill dub being better than sub does not make sub oh sorry sub being better than dub does not make dub bad right and this kind of reassures that for me like it's good i've enjoyed except for that okay that is one thing. The Titan roars. Oh, right. Are, are absolutely 1000% better in the sub. Mm. Like the Titan roars in comparison to Japanese and English are just like Goku from Japanese and English. It's just, it's mm. awful. Yeah. <laughs> one or the other. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those, I, I missed hearing that like deep, aggressive, terrifying hair stand on your arm type of, type of roar. It's, it was, epic hearing that again especially because it kicked off with um the two-on-one battle of the armor titan and jaw titan versus aaron and Mm. that was sick sick. yeah yeah oh this is another clarification that the timeline gave me okay there were two galliard brothers yeah there was marcel and porco okay i did not understand that yeah marcel was the one so when Marcel is the one that Ymir ate. Correct. Yeah, there were four warrior candidates that originally went on that mission, and he was taken out well before they had even infiltrated like the Cadet Corps or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And the fact that Ymir has been a Titan before Grisha was even born. Yeah, that's wild. wild. Yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> there was a lot of perspective that was just thrown in there. I was like, dang. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And then just kind of circling back to the whole sub versus dub, this is the last thing I'll say and I'll get off my my soapbox. But um, in the realm of voice acting, like in these big Hollywood productions and whatnot, there's been a transition in the last few years just to casting notable actors as, you know, the voices and whatnot. So what I appreciate for dubs a lot is that it's giving these lesser known like journeyman voice actors uh, a lot of opportunity to to work, which mm-hmm. I, I think is is great. Yeah. Um, I've said this plenty of times. Like when I watch a show or a movie, whether it be live action or animated, I try to dwell. Like I try to get into the story and the environment as much as I can. 
Mm-hmm. So I think me paying attention to even like something as minor as actors names is new to me. I never kept track of the directors, the actors, mm-hmm. anything of that sort until I started consuming media more now, even for the podcast. So like, like when you're doing the boys diabolical, it was like, Oh, I know this voice because he's that actor from that thing. Right. Whereas right, right. when I'm watching just animated content, like just everyday anime and things of that sort, Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about the voice actors and I don't make an effort to look up like there's one thing about like supporting the actor in this and that but like sure I don't pay attention to like he was in this or he did this or he did that like I'm just focused on like what's happening on screen so yeah, that totally. is one of the enjoyment factors of what you were saying about voice actors and just kind of like it makes it easier to be part of that world it's probably why I consume animated content more than live action mm-hmm. oh I for whatever reason, I just thought of Yelena and she had a couple of moments in, in these episodes that she absolutely terrified me. Like uh, what exactly was happening? Oh, when she was standing on the wall um, and basically giving the whole explanation of Zeke's euthanation plan. And then Armin tells her that he agrees with it. And she has that moment where she looks Ugh. down at him with that expression. I That gave me the heebie-jeebies. And then she goes from that yeah. expression to smiling. It's like, oh, great. I'm glad you're on board with it. And you can see the logic behind this plan. But oh my it God. was disturbing the expression on her face. I can't wait till her and Flock die. Like, I just oh, want yeah. them to die brutal, slow, gruesome deaths. I hate both of them so much. Yeah, because who was it? Uh, McGath had her, like, pressed up against the rocks like choking her out and she's like oh i'm glad you didn't kill me because now i actually have something to live for i want to see you all he was like i'm about to give you another elbow i was like whoa yeah yikes Ooh, yeah that was brutal snapped her forearm in half it's like ah she deserves it though oh yeah i enjoyed every bit of it but the snap (laughs) yeah and, and she's not an outsider from she's not from another land other than marley like we originally suspected she's basically zeke's little yoka ono or whatever you want to call her zeke's original uh fangirl i guess hmm i'm not sure if i caught on to that uh he i got the impression that he had basically set her up on this path from the, the very beginning Oh, from that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You spooned her. Yep, yep. She's a tall glass of water, and he's not drinking. Not yet. (laughs) She dies before he can. Yeah. Dude, the action. Mm. The action was sick. Yeah. I I love how, like, our main heroes, I guess the four of them? It's four of them, right? Mikasa, Armin, Connie, and John. Like, they're kind yeah. of like just these spec ops dudes that just never die. Like, everybody <laughs> else is getting splatted here and there. It's kind of like, all right, let's get stuff done. We see the Bross family a lot, I guess. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Uh, what's what's the kid's name? Blonde kid? Falco? No, the, the girl that almost killed. Oh, Kaya? Yeah. Kaya yeah. and Gobby's kind of resolution was really nice. Yeah. And that kind of solidifies what I said that like Gobby's had more character development in the season than anybody else. Like mm. you see her perspective change from like 
screw those devils, to I'm not going to eat with those devils, to oh my god, like I killed someone that means so much to them, to why are we even doing this? And I like, it's beautiful. It really is. Yeah, that whole sequence, that whole sequence where she was running down the alley and had that Titan chasing her, and she's like, not again. Why is this happening again? Yeah. Was terrifying, but yeah. Gabby's able to come to the rescue. rocking that 50 cal. Yeah, yeah. And then they have the little exchange where it's like, your actual name is Gabby? Mia is so much better. That Titan, the one that yeah. was chasing her, was uh-huh. the the military police commander. Oh, was it? It had the mustache. I saw oh. the facial hair and I was like, oh my god, that's the commander. Okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. And then soon after, like, Armin had to kill uh, Pixis, and they had, like, that quick montage of, like, all the moments and just saying sorry to him, and I was like, man, that was sad, but, like... It was sad. Yeah. If you can, watch it again. I'm I'm 98% sure that was the the MP commander. Okay, interesting. The facial hair just matched up. Was his name Niles? Oh. I think it was Niles. Yeah, he was the one that was always talking about his family residing in Walrose yeah. and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sad ends to some of these characters we spent significant time with. But yeah, Pixis definitely tugged at my heartstrings. But One other thing I'm not sure about. Did Aaron unlock all of Walmaria or all the walls? I think they said all the walls because... That's what confused them at first. They were like, okay, um, he's doing I thought the rumbling. They said, I thought they said the the wall around Shiganshina would have been enough. Yeah, that's Why what they said. Why did they do all of Maria? So I was like, did they do Rose and Cena too? That was my impression is that it was all the walls because everything we've heard is that the entire earth outside of the island of Parody is going to be flattened. Hmm. So I, I think it would take all the Titans and all the walls to accomplish that. At least that's, that was my takeaway because yeah, Hanji's like genocide is not an option. It's just, we're not going to justify it in any way. That was my takeaway. Huh? Maybe. Hmm. I can't get over how confusing the memory stuff is. Hmm. Like for Aaron to influence what his dad did when he was the attack type. That kind of answers what we were talking about about Aaron Kruger. And he was mm-hmm. like, protect Armin and Mikasa. Why'd you say that? I don't know. But like, oh, right. you saw into the future at some point because apparently that's an attack Titan thing. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. And uh, then they say that made the attack Titan like immune to the the founding titans influence mm-hmm. okay i thought so there was like a give and take with that okay yeah that makes sense and then grisha's moment with zeke where he gets you know apologize to him for being a bad father and whatnot but he says uh sorry things aren't going to go the way you want it's all going aaron's way this from here on out <laughs> that's very that was, foreboding <laughs> that was weird yeah the ghost of Aaron's past. Mm. Zeke mm. was so cocky in that. It's like, we're going to watch everything and I can do the chain. That was pretty sleazy, though. The way he was like, oh, I put myself in these chains. This is my realm. I wanted to see what you would do first. I was like, clever. 
Yeah, they were playing quite a game of chess. Yes. He pulled that one off, but then Aaron's like, yeah, I, I wanted you to take me to my father's memories. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> did you ever watch Death Note? I did. It's been a while. <laughs> it reminds but... me of that. Okay. It's like, okay. I did this, but I did this, but I did this. It's just like they were so far ahead of each other. Oh, and like yeah. The whole season was just one after the other. It's like, my plan, my plan, my plan, my plan. Yeah, light versus L. Some of those like Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. chains between like Yu-Gi and Kaiba, where like one sequence just never ends. Mm, mm. <laughs> I can't. I don't know as much. I can't catch the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh reference as well. But uh, Death Note, yeah, I definitely get what you're going for. It's another bridge reference I'll make where there was one where uh, the the chains were going for a while, and Yu-Gi just goes, "Will I attack your mother?" <laughs> <laughs> it was just a whole sequence of like orphan jokes and what's <laughs> what's the name of the uh the team behind that like team four star team four star okay okay because yeah just the way you delivered that just reminded me of like some of the stuff from <laughs> yes yeah dragon ball zia bridge it's like i'm drinking oj now it's <laughs> apple juice now it's beer yay beer <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite line isn't appropriate, so I'm not even going to try uh, <laughs> I'll tell you afterwards, but it cracks me up. Does it involve Mr. Popo? Yes! <laughs> I know what you're going for. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> yeah, have you watched the uh, the Team 4 stuff for Attack of Titan yet? No, I need to, though. Man. I need to. I need to. I'm going to do it right after this. Titans are my trigger. <laughs> <laughs> that that's uh, one of the most quotable ones. Mm, mm, yeah, I look Especially forward to sweet Mother Teresa on the hood of a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can't that wait. Was Commander I... Keith? <laughs> oh, okay, okay, nice, nice. Harmonize with me, maggot. Yeah. I think You're it's making... like Krillin for Armin. <laughs> okay. Uh, that stands to reason. Like I could see yeah. that. I could see that. They're kind of the punching bags. You mentioned Gillian had some feedback. Do you feel like we're at a point where we can tackle that, or is is there more you want to gush about? It was here? an interesting question, actually. Okay, cool. What do we got? The one question from her was: As I'm scrolling through all these tabs trying to find it, do you think Irvin would have supported the rumbling if he was still alive? Ooh, that is a excellent question. A real thought-provoking question. <sighs> it's difficult to say because his entire motivation we learn after the fact is just to learn more about the Titans and the actual history of the world. So uh, I want to go out on a limb and say that I could see him being in support of the rumbling. Yeah, he was he was always a guy to take gambles and uh, just play the wild card. So, you know, given the fact that he was willing to sacrifice pretty much the entire scout regimen, I could see him being okay with such a strategic move to basically say checkmate to the rest of the world. What are you thinking? Mine's a big hell no. Oh, interesting. I'm glad we have different answers. <laughs> because he was so strong and so adamant about for all humanity. Oh, that's he true. He wants that's the true. best for all of humanity. He wants hope and pros- 
prosperation? Prosperity. Prosperity. Yeah, there's the word. He wants prosperity for everyone behind those walls. Mm. So for him to know that there's a whole like other a whole new world, <laughs> he would have like I feel like he would have been like an ambassador. He would have been you a think? great ambassador. He would have been a great negotiator. Like he would have been mm. like he would have been like Qui Gon in Phantom Menace, where it's like he's got the okay. the tricks up his sleeve. But like the I think he would have taken the story where I kind of want it to go, where mm. it's you know all these threats are out there, and that this coalition of Marleyans and whoever else are attacking the walls. And you're protecting parody and then have to break down the walls as like the final defense. That's mm. where I thought the story was going. And it's weird that the, the walls are on the attack. And I feel like for the, the what if version of the show, if Irvin was alive, that's where it would have been. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I, I appreciate the fact that you have a different answer and I think you have very valid reasons for it, but still, Somewhere I'm I'm wondering if, you know, just the revelation that there was a world outside the walls and like all those scouts that he quote unquote sacrificed to combat Titans that were just basically Eldians fighting each other. I kind of wonder if that would have like shattered his worldview. I, I like your altruism and thinking that he would be an ambassador and it's all about humanity and whatnot. But I also wonder if that's a revelation that would have just like shaken him to his core. But I've got a follow-up question. Oh, it's got to be about the the people that he's fighting for, like mm, going. Mm. It, like I said, like how how could you have two thousand years of going through all this drama, mm-hmm. and then like not even giving yourself four years of peace, like mm. to know that his home is safe from Titans, like that should have been enough. Like that's where mm. you can retire and relax, and like you've accomplished your goal at that point. You know where the Titans come from. You know how everything works at this point. Mm. live live the the point of this is to live and explore without fear and mm. to go on the offense like Aaron has is such a slap to the face to to Irvin and all the lives that went by and I think Hanji shares that sentiment when she was having her like inner monologue and it was showing like all the people who died yeah that's that's actually it's nice seeing uh, nice Petra again even though she's still dead but yeah um, yeah no, and I I think that last point you brought up really drives it home. It's the fact that his handpicked successor Hanji um, is so staunchly against it. I think that's an excellent point. But um, it does make me kind of think of a follow up question. We still have like Armin, you know, even after four years, he's still wrestling with this fact that he thinks he was the wrong choice. Do you think Irvin would be proud of the way? Armin's conducting himself in the job that Hanji's done. I think he would have been proud. He would have been proud of Hanji and Armin, but not of the situation. Okay. The fact that the scouts got so out of control as they did, it caused like another coup mm-hmm. and became Jaegerist and Aaron getting like as far out of control as he did. That's where he would have been like, I love you guys, but what on earth are you guys doing? Mm, mm, yeah i think you're right about that but and it, it makes me think of it's it's really interesting how much of a lasting legacy the, the character of Irvin has had on all these proceedings going forward but it also makes me think of levi and his promise 
to Irvin to kill the beast Titan and how much of a motivating factor that was for him and how he has been unable to deliver on that promise. Do you still, even in his crippled state, do you see a scenario where Levi is, is able to be the one that takes Zeke out? Because I certainly hope so. Even if he has to be like, even if it's just a slit to the throat when like Zeke is all but incapacitated, I really hope he gets the opportunity to deliver on that promise. I think he's saving his energy for that. Okay. Okay. He may actually just die afterwards, but I could see him could. using like his other two fingers to hold one of them, and mm, mm. just not even being able to land and being in so much pain on every. He'll do it though. He'll do it with that one eye. I'm wondering, are there any syringes left, or is there any of that wine left? Can they like? Put... I I don't think Levi would willingly become a Titan, but maybe they have to turn him into a Titan in order to get him back into a fighting capacity and what if he became the new beast titan i'm not sure if he's interested i don't think he's interested at all i think he would i think he just wants to kill zeke and then if he dies afterwards he just doesn't care okay okay i can buy that at this point in the story like they even said that the colossal titans have crossed the sea and probably taken out the rim of marley already like oh sure sure that's a big thing to just be like wait the genocide's already started and we're dealing with family drama right now yeah well bringing up family drama and you know part of marley already being destroyed as well does make me think we talked a little bit about annie and her motivations but just getting her backstory about how she was abandoned we actually called that that the fact that she was of mixed blood it didn't work out the way that we thought it was exactly Mm -hmm. but she was abandoned by her marleyan uh mother i think think either way but she was raised by this this outsider that was living in an Eldian internment camp, and he was not a kind father to her when he grew when he when she was growing up. But right before she left to go on that mission, he just he became the father that she needed and said, "You know, I just want you to come back." And that's all she's focused on right now is returning yeah. to her father. I'm loving her this season more than I've ever liked her in the past. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh. She's just so open and you're seeing more emotion from her and there's purpose and I don't know, like she's she's on a path and there's logic to what she's doing because we understand the whole situation now. Right, right. And I just I just enjoy everything that she's in more. But man, I got to say when her and the uh, armor Titan transformed at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right in front of Flock, I was like, yo, that is sick. And the post just started demolishing. I never thought I'd be happy for scouts to die, but screw the Agoris. Well, and that was one of the things about the cliffhanger we left off on. It's basically like Mikasa flying headlong towards Flock, but I was really hoping we'd see him bite the dust before the episode ended. But I guess we're going to have like a really drawn out and satisfying fight. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Oh, for sure. In the two <laughs> episodes we have left. Right, right. Yeah, uh, I'm sure we're Rocket missing something. Coverage! Yeah, woohoo! Woohoo! We got this dropping on Sundays in a couple of weeks. We got Young Justice dropping on Thursdays. Mm, Can't mm-hmm. talk about it, but Moon Knight's coming up. Check out Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Much excite. Yeah. I've now watched two episodes of Arcane. Nice. Nice. And what was that other one that, that you uh, you shared with me 
like last night the the Dota Dota adaptation. I think it was just called Dota. Okay. Dota yeah. and the Dragon Warrior. Okay, that sounds yeah, right. Yeah, just Netflix recommended it to me, and I watched a thing, and I was like, "This seems cool." And I watched the first episode, and the animation, the story seemed pretty interesting. Sweet. It's got dragons and knights. Like, what's not to like? Yeah, it's a winning combination. I still need to watch Fire First. I still need to watch Juju Kaisen. Do I? <laughs> The last time I just sat down and watched something live action, unless it's like a yeah. movie in theaters. Like I haven't even seen um, Peacemaker yet. You haven't seen Peacemaker. I haven't Ooh. seen any of it. You need to. You need to watch Peacemaker. Peacemaker <laughs> is excellent. The intro is everything. Um, I do. I do want to thank Gillian for her feedback. That was a, a really stimulating question. Um, but it also makes me think of some feedback we got in the past. And I w- will say, um, I haven't been able to watch the full episode yet but i did watch like the first five minutes of vox machina and it seems like one to look forward to i i really like the tone so i will uh make a concentrated effort to to knock that one out and cover it in some capacity i think uh jeff has some interest in joining us on that too Ooh, yeah love to have jeff back on we haven't had him on since our first half of bad batch Oh, that's right. It has been a while. Which, um, I guess Bad Batch got kind of like... it. Bad Batch Season 2 is still coming out, but it got kind of taken off of the release calendar. It's up in the air about when we will see that. It's fine. We have yeah. content. Oh, we got content for days, baby. We got Obi-Wan <laughs> coming up soon, too, so it's not like we're in a Star Wars black hole. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. I think I've said everything I want to say. I'm looking forward to seeing Falco's jaw tighten form. Yeah, this has just been a wild ride. And like I said, it's a little bittersweet not to be able to binge it all the way through, but we just have two episodes to go. So, Do you brush your teeth? That's a very rude thing to ask a lady. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't really talk about Peak. Yeah. That wasn't really too much. It was badass with the, with the armor. Or the Titan piercing rounds, the way that she was mounting up on the wall. Yeah. That was pretty slick, the way that uh, she made the scouts think that they got her. Hmm. And she really just got out, moved over, got yep. back on off like, nice. Yeah. That was a good strategy. And was there was there a moment where you actually thought that she ate, like, Jean and Anya Capone, Anya Capone and uh, Yelena? Yelena, Yeah. Okay. That was in front of um Flock. Douche Canoe Flock, yeah. Yeah. I was a little hesitant about that one and I'm glad that they gave us the reveal so quickly because I noticed there yeah. wasn't any like blood or anything like that. It was a very encompassing Nope, she's just this quick get go that just came in and left. Mm. Right. <laughs> Sean's just in the river, like washing himself off and just like throwing water at him. Anya Capone. He's so mad at him. Like, clean yourself up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John's been John's been a good, like appropriate comedic relief. John is John is still my favorite character after all said and done. He's just yeah. he continues to be the most relatable. I think people's perception of Sasha, even death, is kind of like amped up my admiration for her oh yeah 
Like it's between her and Levi who are polar opposites. I mean, there's there's so many characters to love. No, but like those two are my favorite, and I can't decide which one. Mm, mm. For sure. I guess between living choice. characters would be Levi, but. Mm. Yeah. Well, my friend, anything else you got to get off your chest, or are we about ready to put this one in the books? Uh, it's NFL free agency. I got to join Reed Murphy on the three two three with Reed Murphy. Uh, it was a pretty fun conversation. A lot of um ethical talk hmm. with the whole Deshaun Watson thing and being eligible to play in the NFL despite all the you know sexual harassment or sexual abuse allegations. Hmm. Uh, so it was, it was an interesting talk. One I <laughs> didn't think I'd be getting into, but. Then there was just a lot of football, a lot of goofiness. Uh, there was at one point where he told me to pick my final four for March Madness, and I don't keep up with college basketball at all, so I literally just made up a school <laughs> team for all yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of silliness. It was a lot. It was, it was very inter- interesting. Like news was breaking as we were recording, so we were just like live reactions flipping out about uh, football stuff. It's been a very interesting free agency. So yeah, check that out. Three two three with Reed Murphy. Nice. Yeah, on the subject of you guesting on his podcast, it's worth mentioning that we did have uh, Reed as well as Emily Sissel. They appeared on um, an episode that we did a few weeks back where we took a little bit of a break from our anime coverage to do an episode that we call Batmanimation, um, all in preparation for Matt Reeves' The Batman, where we covered all of our favorite iterations of The Dark Knight in animated form. And then, uh, yeah, we also did our coverage of The Boys Diabolical with Matthew Carroll of the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, and that was a lot of fun as well. It's been fun having guests again, and because mm-hmm. Andrew was our guest, but now he's just a part of the show, so see yeah. him all the time. But yeah, we got we got a few people in the Strand Independent Network who have called dibs on <laughs> shows as they come up, so it'll be exciting to have a, a like a nice carousel of people coming through. Indeed, indeed. We are very grateful to our network, Stranded Panda, as well as very grateful to you, the listeners. Thank you so much. Uh, We will be coming up on a full year of this podcast at the end of the month. So this is our 68th episode that we're recording right now. Um, Last I checked, we had over 27,700 downloads. We're getting close to that 27,800. So it's been an awesome ride and just having that level of success. I mean, we're not the biggest show out there, but just having that much success as a, the first podcast that either one of us has done, or I should say that I've done. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for me, I guess it's third time's a charm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But just, uh, thanks so much. Hopefully we can do kind of a, a nice celebratory episode when we hit that milestone. But you know, if in the meantime, if you do want to submit us some feedback, Please do so at animationdeliberation at gmail.com. Follow us on our social media. Animation Deliberation uh, Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you. What am I doing? What am I doing? Gotcha. I Teamwork. Should, I should know it by now. We've been doing it for almost a year. But anyway, yeah. We've got Young Justice coming back uh, at the end of the month as well. So it, it is just a, a great time for animation deliberation. So on that note, thank you everybody for tuning in. It's T O N I N. Stay wild. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. 
for this and other great shows, you can visit strandapanda.com or join the great community that is the Strandapanda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. You're invited to explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi, wanderers welcome. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Change your vehicle's oil before your summer road trip and save money now with Pennzoil and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic for just $22.95 after mail-in rebate. Save money and protect your engine against sludge and wear with the synthetic oil change. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.